At the end of the league, when I win, I'm gonna take a small bottle of champagne and spray in my ass. Welcome back, everyone. Back by popular demand. Welcome back, indeed. Back from my vacation to San Diego. It's been a few weeks' walk. It's been too long. It's great to hear your voice. Um, I feel safe and secure now. How you been, brother? Now, you got to remember those words, safe and secure, those are key words, especially if I use them in repetition. That means you're not safe and you're in danger. Oh, no. I'm looking out my window right now. (laughs) You're there, aren't you? (laughs) I have a big German shepherd, but it's not going to do anything to you. It's just going to smell you, maybe lick your hands and run away. Hey, I've met that guy does jump up on you, man. He He does jump up on you. Yeah. You got to be physical with him. You got to, yeah, you got to be physical with him. Um, And I've actually. I've tried to uh, teach that dog to mess with Cole's lineup when he's staying at <laughs> Cole's house, but he, you know, he, he's not there yet. He's not he's as manipulative he's, as he's I He's a ways away. Me. He's a ways away. Um, so just generally, the last few weeks, um, and, and let me first say thank you to our, to our uh, producer, Drew, for showing up on a sick right now. If you hear sniffles in the background, that's not Walker crying. Um, <laughs> that is Drew. Should be. Yeah, it should be. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, my hand? We're going to get into the power rankings soon. I want to roll off a couple stats. I want to give a couple of awards, if you're okay with that, Walker. Go for um, it. There's two specific awards I'd like to give. The first one, and I'm going to give these awards and give some stats. I'm not going to give too much background. You can poke holes in the statistical method. You can do all that you want. That's no fun. Nobody likes to stack geek. Um, <laughs> the first one is the most points this year from drafted players. And that goes to the Bryant Dragons. Oh, yeah. He's, and, been, he's been staying sturdy with all those guys. His, his draft, um, it, it was just amazing. You go pick by pick and Cole – uh, seemingly an amateur, um, uh, amateur status coming into this, uh, knew what he was doing. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never know really what his method was, if there was a method at all. Definitely second guessed himself the least. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something <laughs> that you can say about Cole. Yeah. You can't always say he makes the right decision, but he makes it. Sticks he with doesn't it. Wa- he doesn't waffle. No, no. Simpson, Simpson, I stick by my story. He's not a waffler. Um, so he had the most points. Um, th- this year from drafted players, the most points um, from post-draft acquisitions <laughs> is the coldest Doff. Really? Now, Bob's traded his whole team away, so that factors into that stat. Um, we, we're not going to necessarily call him a waiver wire genius, so one might ask why he even brought that up in the first place, but I want to <laughs> give Bob some love, you know. He hosted our draft. He put this thing together with Drew's help. This is the inspiration behind it all, I would say. Yeah. He's my inspiration. <laughs> I love you, Bob. You're my boy, Drew! You're my boy. <laughs> um, let's, you want to just shift over to Power Do you have anything we need to touch up? Um, any, anything here, Walker, that you have before we get into it? No, it's just more the same. We're back to where – I feel like we're all back to where we started. <laughs> yeah, it's like 
you know, the world's changed. We've moved from October to November, but our power rankings, it's very much how Drew put it earlier. It's a glob and Connor and Grady. I know it's, uh, God, it's weird, but let's get into it. Bringing up the rear, firmly entrenched at the bottom of our league. Stay Been there for a while, likely to stay there for a while. Um, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable right now. Uh, I don't think I should be alone. I really need people to talk. It certainly does seem to be raining shit on Joe Cooper right now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Coming in and just owning that 10th spot. It's been a rough year. It's been a tough year, man. What, what do you say, really? You know? Yeah, it's been Here's, ruthless on him, too, man. Every week, it's like he can put up a good week, but it seems like somebody's put up like 140 on him or something that week. The scoring on him's just been unforgiving. Yeah, I mean, Grady's team is, you know, in their house with the blinds up. It's almost traumatic at this point. You know, it almost feels like something traumatic may have happened to him. Um, maybe a fantasy crime, you know? You're talking about fantasy. Is, any friends? of this ring a bell? Is this <laughs> a, ring a bell for, for you, Walker? You know, um, I, yeah, maybe it looks now like it was kind of bad, but uh, I'm, I'm, st- I'm sticking with it, man. I think it was a good trade at the time. And his team is better than it was before. Yeah, the, these um, – what we're going to try to do here and we're going to try to do with all these teams and as a way of kind of talking about our league in the first eight weeks, we're going to talk about the best move and the worst move every team made. Okay. And so what we're going to do with Grady is we're going to start with best move because this is a positive podcast. And so we're going to start with the best, um, his best move, honestly, is just being part of this draft. Um, big time way of showing up. So we're so late in the uh, game clutch. Clutch, um, definitely not spoiling this league, um, you know, maintaining this league. Where would we be? Would we be here? This podcast could be sponsored by Grady Wright, not his team. We don't want his team to sponsor us, but by him, the person. Um, he showed up five minutes before the draft, locked it in. He had the first pick. Obviously, that leads into his worst move. Um, he did, no longer has that first pick. So, Walker, can you walk me, you know, at least talk me through the trade request? Um, what were you thinking at the time? At the time, and... I was sick and tired of leaving so many points on my bench. Uh, I guess I didn't know I was still going to make those mistakes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, But, you know what, Saquon had done absolutely nothing for him, really. And he was the reason he was where he was at. And it was a risk for me to take a guy coming off an injury even though it seems like, you know, there's no risk involved at the time, I was giving up, you know, two top five play, best receiver and a top five running back. So it was risky yeah. for me too. You're the, I, I just realized, and that, you know, you, you put that very well. You're the wrong person to ask because uh, this is a biased, you know, you, you're a biased opinion here. Drew, you want to provide some insight on this trade? Oh, Walker. There's no risk for you. There you're, picking, you're picking up the first overall pick in everybody's fantasy drafts across the nation. There's no risk there. Um, I think we can get a little bit into, Dave, the, the physical mechanics of this trade when we get to Walker. 
So okay. I'm going to hold my thoughts on that because it, it takes me to a dark place. And I want to start this podcast off on a positive note, as you've mentioned. Okay. We're, we're going to tease that. Uh, we're going to tease what Drew just said. We're going to have to wait for that. You're gonna, you'll have to check that out. Um, we're going to move on. Um, anything else on Grady Walker? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes a little comment like that says everything. Um, <laughs> You might want to start the podcast with that. Um, <laughs> okay. We're going to move in um, to our next team. Number nine. Okay. Um, your dad's not trying to find you. Your son is. That kid's your son. You're the dad. Hmm? I made a huge, tiny mistake. This team name I contest with uh, 100%. Um, Art is claiming he is the boldest Nez, and boy, I mean, we could say a lot of things about Evan Nez. It might take this whole podcast, but that motherfucker's bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Um, and I'll put him above Art in that respect. Do, well, do you agree, Walker? I do agree with you, but uh, good God, you just made a bold move with Robert. Oh. Yes, we're going to see what happened, but uh, if any... It is definitely bold. Definitely took some uh, some serious cojones. Yeah, I would I would love to I would love to get some Art's perspective on this. You know, I'd love to hear what we, what he was thinking when he made this trade. Um, there's obviously a thought process that went into that. I think he's giving up a lot on Latavius Murray. Yeah, but it looks like Latavius Murray's taking over Mark Ingram's spot, right? It could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, at this point. I am second guessing myself like a motherfucker. I am turning. I have no idea what to pick. In those, um, in those spot start moves, I am just kicking myself in the balls every time. So I think I need to start taking something from Art, Connor, Cole, these guys who seem to make these decisions pretty easy. Yeah, I think the, the thing about Art is he benefited from your anxiety. <laughs> your, your anxiety about your team just having – a bunch of almost guys, but not for sure guys. You had to get rid of a couple. Um, and obviously you benefited from getting Saquon, but Art got Michelle. Um, so it's almost like Art Art made a pretty good trade, only to make a worse one. Um, yeah, I guess he's betting a lot of Michelle too. Yeah, so where are you really? If, you, if, it's, if it's one step forward, one step back. Um, I'm not sure. He's right where we are. We're all you're, doing that. You're right? in ninth that's, place. That's the story of the uh, – <laughs> yeah. where you are. Two steps forward, yep. one step back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good, the good thing about this is if you're in ninth place, usually what? I'm thinking three and six, two and seven. He's right there if you want – you know, yeah, it's like, out there for him. Really, There's a scenario where he can make the playoffs. His, his roller coaster ride of a season is really the same roller coaster ride of the whole league. Yeah, he's right where he's supposed to be. I feel like you know, it's like we're all doing the same thing: two steps forward, one steps back. We're all right where we're supposed to be. It's a great analogy. It's a roller coaster. We're just going in circles and not moving anywhere. Why should I live in history, huh? I don't want to know anything anymore. This is a world where nothing is solved. Someone once told me time is a flat circle. Everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. Well done, Walker. Okay. Um, We're going to move on from Art. Um, And so coming in 
at number eight. Mr. Waverwire and Mr. Wheel and Deal. Bob, the coldest off. Let's start with the trade he made with me. Um, an absolutely, you know, team-changing trade getting the Patriots for me. Um, I won't even speak to what I was thinking when I was doing that. Uh, carried um, him through the first half for sure. Yeah, and having McCaffrey, having, you know, the, the – the Russell Wilson, it's it almost some weeks doesn't matter who else he has. He just has to put together six guys that can score 50 or 60 points. Um, but this is the lowest we've had, Bob, correct? Nah, well, maybe. I think you're right, actually. Because, yeah, yeah last time we did this, uh, we were all sitting at three and three. Yeah, and so, you know, Bob is trending downward. Um, Bob also became the, the deplorable move of keeping Antonio Brown – um, drafting oh. him in the third round and then holding on. <laughs> I, th- I, feel, I feel like I can feel his pain from here. You yeah, I, I still want to say something. I know he had a text message drafted up for when Antonio Brown came back to drop on <laughs> yeah, all of us. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, he's still holding on to that, too. He hasn't dropped that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can drop it next year. Uh, <laughs> I told you guys. Bob, Bob has one of those teams where, um, well, first of all, he has two dolphins on his team, and that's not great. And so trending downward means a lot of things, but it may mean having two dolphins on your team. Um, but things are so, looking up. You know, he's better than he was the week before. That's for sure. The week before, I would have put him down here, no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, I would have put him at nine. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, me too. And, you know, so – Let's just make it clear right now, his best move and maybe the best move of this league was getting the Patriots from me. And obviously there was more to that trade, but that's the real story um, around that trade. And then turning those guys, you gave them exactly the same guys, Landry, uh, Juju, and that defense into Marlon Mack, Le'Veon Bell, and uh, Minnesota's defense. Yes, and yeah, like you said, he can't hold on to players for too long. He gets antsy. (laughs) <laughs> um, so best move, getting the Patriots, worst move, um, not even close, holding on to Antonio Brown, valuable spot on your roster, and just hoping and praying that a guy with a checkered past and undiagnosed mental health issues is going to come back. Um, let's, let's, like, let's, let's test Bob to see if he listens to the podcast and just say, Bob, if you're listening to this, go ahead on a random night over the next week or so and drop us that Antonio Brown gift for me <laughs> that, you've been, that you've been holding back because you cut him last week. You've held on to this long. Just go ahead and drop that randomly without any context just what so we know you're, you're listening. Yeah. What were the plans of grandeur? Um, all right, we're going to move on from Bob. Uh, we're going to move to the next team in our power rankings coming in at number seven. Put him on the board. Hausch Mazzoli. Got it. Championship. Hushman Zoli. So I'm going to go get right off the bat. Hushman Zoli, best move, drafting Tyler Lockett in the fifth round. Worst move, spending the first overall waiver claim on TJ Hawkinson. 
What has Hawkinson done? Nothing. Oh my he, god! He did look hot early, but man, it's like he disappeared. No, no, that move looked good after one week, but that move was a popular one. He was like, it was like a trending move to pick him up, coming straight out of the draft. It was weird because him and Mark Andrews both were killing it at the same time, and now they're both having like mental breakdowns. <laughs> no, Hawkinson had a 19- physical breakdown oh, against Arizona breakdown? Week One. He's probably, he probably doesn't feel good upstairs either. I was texting Grady. And I told Grady that because Grady was all butthurt that I had the number one overall claim, and he had the number ten because he had the first pick and I had the tenth pick. And he was texting me about how that was a game changer. I had such an unfair advantage, and I was like, "Well, I guess it is because I'm going to get the next Gronk." So just so you know, Hawkinson's off the board. The next Gronk. <laughs> and uh, and I actually, I think I played Grady that next week, and he beat. Did Grady beat me? Week two. Does he have one? How many wins does he have? He's got one. I think he beat me week two, and I was like, I'm going to pick up Gronk, the next Gronk, and I'm going to dominate you. Let me see this if, this, if that's what actually happened. I think that's what happened. Yeah. That's and- totally what happened. And Grady, Grady beat me 114 to 77. And I started Hawkinson, and he got me a point seven. Oh, I know, I, I know what that feels like. And I. Po- Point seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like the big Roosevelt old Roosevelt dime bag. It's a big old Thielen point seven. <laughs> Nickel bag. Yeah, that is a Thielen. Like, uh, am I gonna play? Uh, maybe. Uh, I'll just play a couple plays and I'll I'll leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and then he yeah. hasn't done shit since, and I've held on to him for so long because I because I spent so much on him. Really, I mean that first claim coming out of the week one is so huge, and uh... yeah, I mean it. Look. It, it it hasn't really killed you because it's a tight end position, but you know those first few weeks were rough. And like you were with me in in the bot, you know, in the basement, wondering how the hell we were going to get out. Um, you're slowly getting out of there, and Tyler Lockett's helping you. He's the most improved player in the league. Um, did he have a forty last week? Oh, he murdered it. I was at the game. It was so beautiful. Oh, watching your fantasy player in person. And- it's like. Second best to betting on a game and being there. Simultaneously thrilling me and cutting out my heart at the same time. <laughs> Both of us touched. I was I had t- tickets that were like only five rows back from the field on one of the end zones, and both of his touchdowns were in the same end zone, and one of them was like right into my lap. It was beautiful. Dude, anything he throws walk. to him gets caught. It's ridiculous. Yeah, his his ascension from – well, really, his first year, he was kind of a special teams guy. He still plays special teams, right? Oh, he still yeah. Returns. He's still one of the best punt returners, I feel. Yeah. He makes our special I mean, teams great. And, and, and it's the Doug Baldwin leaving. It's, it's made that much easier. Um, it's really a great pick. It's keeping your team alive. Um, all right, let's move on. We're going to move on to the number six team. The degenerates. 
the degenerates, the fucking um, degenerates, the fucking degenerates. Um, we are a degenerative species of fantasy team. If you need a se- second or third receiver, you come on and uh, check out my team. <laughs> um, look, I've had some terrible moves. I've had some okay moves. Um, I, you know, the glaring terrible move, the worst move, was trading away the Patriots D. Um, I knew as well as anyone who they played the first seven weeks. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it'll, it'll, it sinks in. Cause Drew, Drew always reminds me, I'd probably be like eight and you know, whatever, seven and two, if I had them. And every week I watch Bob, I see three guys killing on his team, but one of those not guys, teams, Patriots defense, and it's been horrible. Um, to flip it on a positive though, my best move was picking up Austin Hooper. Um, I like who, that move a lot. He did play – I think he played a couple games for me, um, and then I immediately flipped him um, with Philip Lindsay. And my strategy there was to get Joe Mixon. I feel like Joe Mixon is going to end up here, and he's just done terrible so far. So I was going to pick up on some of that decent. Um, but he's on the Bengals, so having, a, having, a, having anybody on the Bengals is like having a dolphin, right? You know, that might be, you know, Art's banking on that, right? He's banking on, or actually Bob's banking on that too. Marlon Mack and Le'Veon Bell haven't done well, and he's uh, he's banking on those guys to do well down the stretch. So, man, with the way I've been predicting, I feel like whatever I'm leaning towards, it's going to be the complete opposite. That's going to be my strategy <laughs> from now on. Whatever for I'm for thinking, you, whatever I'm thinking is going to happen, I'm going to do. The you know what that's called? Opposite. It's called the George George Costanza theory. Every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's all been wrong. <laughs> Tuna, toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye. Untoasted with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> Is that right? It's actually a theory. It's a theory in, so, in, um, in my clinical social work thing. It's, it's, it, in this Seinfeld episode, um, George made every wrong move. So he started doing the opposite of what he naturally thinks and everything starts working out for him. <laughs> so yeah. on one hand, it's a good thing, but on the other hand, it's like, Oh, my natural reflex is always wrong. Um, I'm stuck in one of those cycles. I think. Yeah. Your new teammate might be the, the Costanzas. The Costanzas. Um, all right. Hey, well, I mean, my, Hey Dave, quick quiz for you. Stat question. Um, where do you think the Patriots rank the defense in our league? Where do you think they rank in overall Total points? points. Uh-huh. Oh, Unless God. Seen... I looked at this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to say number nine. Oh, in the whole, like, one. regardless of position. No, 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 regardless of position. Yeah, regardless of position. Oh, they're number five. They're seven. And, oh. like, they're ahead of Dalvin Cook. Because, oh. you know, in, like, in traditional fantasy, like, Almost everybody up here is a quarterback, and then there's the couple of outliers like McCaffrey's four. The actually they the only the higher last week. Yeah, like looking at the, like the top seventeen are all quarterbacks except for McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and then the Patriots defense. 
that's how good they are. Like, it's like having McCaffrey. It's like having an extra McCaffrey in a position where most people are getting like, like tight end points. Yeah. And I, so I would, I can think of two wins I'd have off the bat because of the Patriots defense. And yeah, it it just gets worse and worse. At least now they play good teams and I can, you know, a little better. (laughs) the, The Patriots defense is, has been on three teams this year. Which says a lot about the fantasy ownership in this uh, in this league, and me being one of them. Um, we're going to move away from my team. It's an easy thing to do. They're not that exciting. Um, we're going to move on to the next team in our power rankings, coming in at number five. You know, Michael, if I may take off my acting pants for a moment and pull my anaurapus stocking over my head, George Michael has been acting strange lately. Team most likely to commit a sexual crime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well known for pissing in public on playgrounds in addition. Yes, yes. You've you've occurred uh, two more crimes since we last saw you, Walker. Breaking and entering and trade rape. Now I can get into my thoughts, Dave, if you don't mind, on this Uh, dark, dark night. I'd rather oh, have a lawyer do this. I, I figured yeah. you something prepared. It was his best move. It was his most insidious move, but it was his best move if we're just thinking about statistics. But if we're thinking about humans, it could also very well be his worst move. It was definitely the worst move for Grady. Walker's best move is that late one night on a Saturday night after Grady had been out drinking. Walker tiptoed into Grady's bedroom in his apartment (laughs) very quietly and very stealthily proceeded to pull down Grady's pants without Grady knowing. And in the middle of the night proceeded to rape, trade rape the shit out of Grady, leaving him bleeding and leaving him with a one and eight record. And that's it. That's a little did. harsh. <laughs> well, you know, says the guy I, I, on trial I think, here. I think it was consensual. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the, the point of the point of this is, Grady did not have the right mind to, you know, consent. He may, and it, even he may though have he may have consent at Saquon. You know, I would have been too, maybe. But I stand by it. I think uh, at the time it's it's a good trade for both of us. You essentially you had the only you had the only crack in town, and you found a crack addict, and you raised the price to a hundred dollars, and it's all he could do. You know, you came in at the right time, you prayed on the week. You did when I saw that trade. I, you know, I thought I, I thought there should be a voting system in this league. And you can say all you want about your team. The whole year, all you've done is downplay your team, and we're on to you. Yeah. Okay? George Costanza, I get you. I I see what's going on now, now that Dave told us about that theory. Well, all right. Well, I still continue to shoot myself in the foot, so I'm my own worst enemy. As long as I'm – as long as I think I know something about football, I'm in trouble. (laughs) No. (laughs) And and I'm going to think like that for a while. The thing, Dave, that, go ahead. The, well, the thing about that trade is like we give Walker a lot of shit, but actually, like it was a really smart move by Walk. And like, of course, Grady, you can, you can't blame Grady either, really, because at that situation, like he had to get rid of one asset to get 
two or three. It was his only way of potentially crawling out of where he was, right? And at that time, and Walker, he two games back. Yeah, Walker just he's he struck at the right time when none of us, you know, nobody else did. So kudos to Walker, but shame on you, Walker, for doing what you did to Grady <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah. on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, whatever comes to you now, you must accept. You know, I, I I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sore there, already. There might there might be like a not as sore as Grady. No, not as sore as Grady, and you will you will you will atone for this. Um, and it, it, you know, for, in order for it to be reciprocal. It would have to be like Edward Norton in American History X, the shower scene, oh, or God. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> I met, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all right, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move on to – we're going to the top four now, which means we're going to the teams that, if the season ended today, would be in the playoffs. Coming in at number four. We still have no fucking clue where this guy is. What's this guy's name now? Genius Tendencies? He's a listener. Genius tendencies, ellipses, question mark. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think there's one more dot on that ellipses, too. But, hey, that's Lions, man. Um, You think Lions does spell check? No way. Lions doesn't do spell check on his team, either. Um, And you know what? I like the guy. You know, the league says you're allowed to have uh, five bench spots. He says, fuck that. I can do it with three. Yeah, and, I, you know... What's the point in having three defenses? There's a point, right? Lions has it. He's done some sort of in- independent research on this. Uh, the research being natural and in person, not looking at stats. Um, Lions, I-, I feel like Lions was trending downward. Um, Lions is back in the mix. Um, so let's talk about his best and worst move thus far. Uh, the best move, maybe the first or second best move of this of this season. And... His name is Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Oh, yeah, that was a uh, – oh, man. Lamar Jackson's just – he's the best player on earth right now. I, I think Lions has played so many Madden dynasty modes and college football dynasty modes. I bet you he created a player named Lamar Jackson at some point. Oh, and, and he, he played quarterback. And he knows those guys are unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's a very, you know, Lions, you look at his team and it's, it's the same every week, um, maybe less players in the week before, but he's got Lamar at the, at the top. He's got Kelsey, um, uh, you know, he's got studs. He's got Zeke Elliott. He's, he's banking that Fitzgerald's going to pay him back now, right? Fitzgerald's had a week, six weeks. I think he's, uh, he's, he said he's going to ride it out until Fitzgerald starts putting up numbers again. Yeah. Lions is it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's Lions behavior, but you can't explain why. Um, one of those things is, you know, connected to his worst move, dropping Mike Williams for Chris Conley. Yeah, you didn't need to drop him to pick him up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, had, you had spots. Yeah. He, uh, what did Mike yeah, Williams do to you? Or, or what did Chris Conley do for you? Because... <laughs> um, for someone that makes, what, seven moves, eight moves, and one of his eight moves is picking up Chris Conley, that would suggest he has some intel on Chris Conley. Um, I think the move screams personal, something personal with him and Mike Williams. He had yeah. to make a point somehow. Or it's like 
being drunk and rolling over in your bed on your computer. It's like, just, I don't just know. disgusted yeah. looking at the percentage of people that have Mike Williams on their squad. Like, oh, 72%. Fuck all you guys. Fuck everyone. I'm going to lower that. Yeah. Or maybe he looks at the move, the move that's like least um, recommended and he makes it. Right? Costanzas. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we keep <laughs> going back to Georgie. Yeah. Um, you know, and you keep making it about your team. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, this um, is going to be a smooth transition. Um, speaking of egos, we're going to go into our next team coming in at number three. I am tasting the number. What does it taste like? It tastes like blue. Chubbies. Chub- Wait, what's his name called again? Whoa, the whoa. Bryant Dragons. The Dragons. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had to summon some. Of- he had to get the old uh, Mariners nostalgia pop. Yeah. I, I, I'm- <laughs> We're going to bring the- out Star from 1976. It sounds like a. It sounds like a, like an eight-year-old soccer team, the Bryant Dragons. You know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> LBR. LBR, baby. Who's got orange um, slices? Maybe maybe Cole's coaching LBR, man. Juice boxes and orange slices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cole obviously was the draft aficionado. Um, within his t- his two top picks were Chubb and Cook, um, and you know f- he cooked us in the draft, and he had a Chubb while doing it. Um, he just he nailed the draft. If you look at most of his picks, they're logical, they're rational, they make sense. But these two picks at the time, at least Chubb, looked like a reach. Um, and, that, I mean, that pick framed what his team name was. It was his identity. And it benefited him tremendously the at first. move taking him right there, you know. But that's right where he should have gone, looking back, you know. And as time grew on, Cole's ego – grew larger and larger. I have texts in my phone about him being some sort of savant. Um, you know, <laughs> we could cue up any sort of sound you want, but um, I remember when I had my first beer, comes to mind. Champagne is right in my ass. <laughs> Cole's, Cole's ego's grown to enormous proportions, um, but we, we do feel like Cole needs to let go a little bit, and, you know, have a more balanced approach instead of investing so much time in, in his baseball. You know, um, this, uh, this whole season screams that Cole found an article or a plan and he stuck with it through the draft. The draft went well for him and now he's just sticking to the plan because that's what he does. It's like, nope, I will not falter this plan. If I do this move, it's going to undermine the whole thing. Yeah. And he oh, stuck yeah. with exactly what he planned on doing from August whatever, whenever he read that fantasy football focus article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he <laughs> I would say Cole out of anybody is the guy most likely to jerk off to a list of his his team. Uh we all got a little chubby in us. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, that went exactly as planned. Yeah, and so hot. Yeah, that's not what you want from your uh, youth soccer coach either. Um, his his worst move, um, aside from that, is dropping inexplicably dropping Dave Dave Montgomery, David Montgomery. Oh, in a time um, of need, no less. In a time of need, um, Cole released Montgomery for reasons. Well, I, I, I and imagine James White and James White. Ouch! Two running like backs. A- Five within five minutes of each other. That was definitely a frustration. I think that was his first emotional move of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you, you don't prepare for that when you think you're God, do you? No, I think that's a pretty dangerous <laughs> armor right there. Yeah. Uh, he can't yeah. read. Wow. Well, well that is a machine. The, that's, that's an amateur move, man. Um, you kind of you know, drop, dropping two guys when, and it's probably a reaction to a loss, you know? And, oh, yeah. And the name change, you know? He's putting out this uh, facade that he's, un, he's untouchable, unbreakable, but he's hurting on the inside. He's got, and he's got a, a new big TV he can watch all his games on. So, you know, I, you'd think that would help him, but it appears to not be helping him. Cole, stop dropping good players. Um, you're back with the rest of us now. You're in the glob. Welcome to the glob. Welcome um, where you're supposed to be. Yeah, you belong in the glob. You are the glob. Um, all right, love you, Cole. Um, we're going to move on to our next team. <laughs> love you, mean it, bye. Yeah, love you, bye. Um, Smart choices, Cole. <laughs> Coming in at number two. Dagger. I've already seen it a million times. Speaking Come on over here. Mr. Disley. I need the new name. The Who Disleys have been... It's, it's actually... I almost feel like you need to keep that name because it's such a, like a... Now it's like part of our, our folklore. Yeah. But what was the team name before that? You know, I had, had to do a little soul searching and... Uh, it was Mark's Mighty Men. It was the first thing that sprung to it my was a last It was inspired by Arthur's bold team. I wanted to I wanted to hop on that bad wagon. Was there a little peer pressure? Was it did you make that team name while we were all sitting at Bob's house and like somebody was, was later, pushing like Bob was like, You gotta pick a team name. Was, you need a team name. It was later that night. And uh, after a couple of cocktails. Yeah, you know. You're sitting in, you're sitting in bed and you're like, God saw, damn it. I, I like the cadence of Arthur's bold team, you know. Yeah. So I wanted uh, Mark's Mighty Man. <laughs> that's that's where it landed. That's where it landed away, you know. But then uh, you know, woke up the next morning just didn't like the skin I was in. Did you have some regurts? Uh, yeah, you know, just a little, little regurt on that one, so I was watching you know Has it been who's Disley since the morning been, after? Uh, it was at Cole's house. We're watching. We're watching Disley score his first touchdown. Ah, I think he got not even me. on your team. Not even on my team. But then I'm like, you know, I like this guy. I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> and uh, that's so, what I came up that's with. Definitely a rugby term. <laughs> <laughs> you just say cut of his jib. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a sailor. Yeah, he's a sailor. He's definitely a sailor. And so you know, a he, sailor. He's, he's, scoring, he's scoring touchdowns. Good give him, give him a little nod of the hat, but. Uh, I feel like I might have cursed him, uh, you know. You may have cursed him. I feel because bad, he I feel bad for any part of any part of his injury that I've played in that. And so now, I, you know, now I have no, I have no uh, mascot, and I got to do a little more soul searching and find a new uh, inspiration. We're gonna make it tomorrow morning. No, tonight. tomorrow. Yeah, tonight. We'll, tonight. Something will. Okay. Will come from the ether. Figure it out. I. It's. You know what? It's completely okay for us not to know his fantasy team name because he changes it every week. Um, so I. I I mean, before we get into his best move, can we talk about the worst move being Stager Stud Muffins? Yeah, 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 that's... Uh, that's Stags. Stags Stag, Stud plural. Muffins? That sounds yeah. like a gay bar. Stags <laughs> Stud Muffins sounds like, it sounds like a bakery in San Francisco. And it's, like, it's like an erotic bakery. An erotic bakery, and you get your food served to you. By like really, really good looking hot men with just an apron on, and you're not entirely sure what they have on under. He's going stag, bro. And yeah, but that, using that, if you think about that whole analogy, there's like little hairs in your food, and you don't know why. Um, and it kind of gives you the creeps, but. They don't make a hairnet for chest hair. 
No. Steg stud muffins is obviously a joke. Uh, we feel like the joke's on you. Um, but let's get into his best move. Um, his best move is, um, you know, essentially picking up on where Cole left off or left off his team. Picking up David Montgomery. Oh, ooh, Davey boy. Steger's got the most points in the league. Really, I mean, he's had the most pop too. Like every, like his guys have got. He's probably got the most thirties out of all his slots than anybody. You know. Yeah. When the stud muffins give it to you, man, they give it to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- it's really looking like um, he's going to be there at the end. Right now, he's in the best position. He's in, I, and in and, and saying all that, he's still five and four. So, as as this. Time goes on, and if anything you've learned about this league is that having the best team, having the guys, and predicting this stuff is impossible. So, um, you know, we think Stager's going to be there at the end. I would probably predict so. You know, I'm a big advocate of Stager's team. Um, But let's talk about his worst move. It's a bad one. It's a doozy. Which – (laughs) <laughs> so bad it is raced walkers oh memory. yeah lamar okay. jackson fuck i had no idea he had him on it we should have been burning him for that one and hostin hooper he drafted both those guys didn't he yeah and I, yeah he, dra- he drafted austin hooper dropped him and traded for him let's talk about taking two steps forward yeah a weird step sideways um yeah, he's – you know, Lamar Jackson, if he had Lamar Jackson right now, this would be a different story. I'm glad he doesn't. Um, Stager is putting up points. He's scoring on average, I think, between like 120 – or like 115 and 125. You got to get ready when you play him. Um, those receivers are just deadly, man. If those guys are on, it seems like they're on together. When one of them kills, the other one kills. It's like almost – it's almost like Robert Robert's uh, – McCaffrey and Russell Wilson combo. Those guys put up 60 points a week, you know, multiple times. Yeah. We hope, Stager, we hope that you pick a team name um, and stick with it. So it makes it, our jobs easier. Um, uh, we, we suggest one more team name for you. Um, yeah, we might as well. Try it again. All right. And finally, um, we're going to move on to our number one team. But I did pick up a tight end recently. Who's that? I just picked up uh, Jason Witten. He went from announcing really poorly to um, playing playing again. Is Jason Witten playing this weekend or is he on bye? I wouldn't have picked up a guy on bye. I would for next week. No, he's playing. He's in the game right now. Connor said that, but he had a very questionable look. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he did. Maybe maybe he did. (laughs) Man, when you talk about Connor, it's best move, worst move. I mean, he's just... His best move is the first move he made. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going with the uh, going with his gut and having the most fun out of all of us. I think. Connor bet on himself, man. He bet on himself. Connor does not like Connor. Uh, my sen- my guess is does not know who Matthew Barry is, Field Yates, all of these, you know, little white guy nerds who predict fantasy. I know every single one of them because I read their articles and I base my fantasy teams on them. Connor doesn't know that. Connor checks with himself, bets on himself, drafts Cooper Cup, drafts DK Metcalf, drafts DK Metcalf in the ninth round, picks all of these guys he likes just because he likes them, and 
he's sitting here at the top me when I need a win and I uh he owes me one too yes I feel like his team's stronger than ever almost yes I mean I don't know how he's a guy that bets on himself uh you're a guy who fantasy rapes people who are at the bottom <laughs> of our league so it's good versus evil um his and, and like let, let me just say this his best move is betting on himself his worst move is the same thing if you if you if you try to replicate the strategy it will not work these things do not work a lot if you just you know if you go into anything like a fantasy draft or anything like you just draft guys from a certain area or guys that you like it usually does not play out if you bet that way it usually doesn't play play out like this but here yeah. he is seven and two and, and you know what sometimes when you do something and it works out you know, you get this f- sort of false belief that if I do the same thing again, the same thing again, I'll have similar results. How could he not think that way? You know, yeah. he's got to be like, when you're looking at like a fantasy team, you want to be able to like the guys that you have too and be able to root for him. And like, he's got not a single one of those guys. I mean, even the guys he's got on other teams, they're like on like non-threatening teams to the Seahawks. Or, I mean, Matt Breida might be the only one that's, kind of threatening but you you can't help but to root for all those guys they're all guys that's like that we're all fans of and he gets i mean he's got every single one of them on his team i mean that's not a bad strategy i might want to do that down the road just for fun just get guys that i love you know yeah and and it's i think it's it's something that you would do there's a part of you that would like to do that because you're you're a big homer guy you know um like yeah it's like the it's the matthew berry in me that what doesn't the matthew berry ego part of me it doesn't want to do that like no 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 but i end up doing that no matter what anyway the heart gets in the way man yeah and yeah what what, what's left of a heart for you i don't know is there anything left um we'll see i'm sorry that was that was mean but um (laughs) let's uh Let's move on from Connor. Connor's number one. It looks like he's going to stay there. Even if he loses this week, he'll probably be number one next week. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that as the uh, podcast go. Let's get into um, our picks for next week. We're going to start off with the Bryant Dragons versus Spoiler Alert. Well, I got to go with Cole right off the bat, man. I mean, uh, Cole, I mean – He's coming off a bad week, so you got to anticipate that the Browns will stop uh, being stupid and give Chubb the ball. And I think he's going to have a big week. Yeah, I, look, I look at the team, look at Grady's team. It, he has, like, he could totally win this week. Right now, Grady's projected to win by two, but Cole doesn't have a defense and doesn't have a tight end. So Cole's likely going to win this week. I'm going to go with him, too. It's hard not to. You know what, guys? <clears throat> Uh-oh. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Brady here. It's huge. For a couple of reasons. Because First of off, the trade rapey trade he's got. No. First off, I think that the Arizona and Tampa Bay game is going to be one of the most one of the highest scoring games of the entire year. Probably Tip. the yeah. highest, highest scoring game of the entire year. And he's got Winston going. Who played really good last week in terms of keeping the not turning over the ball, and he's got Christian Kirk, who I really like. I think Christian Kirk go crazy. He's got Zane Gonzalez in that game as his kicker. He's got a lot invested in that game. I think it's going to be a, like fantasy gold. Oh, um, this 
Cole, this would be this would be uh, earth shattering for Cole. I know this oh, would bring him right back down. Earth shattering, earth shattering. Yeah, and, and then I look at Cole's team on the other side. Nick Chubb's going against Buffalo, who has a really good defense. Um, he's got a he's got Keenan Allen. He's got two guys going on Thursday. We know what Thursday Thursday games can be. Um, garbage, especially with guys like Ty, Tyrell Williams, who's been hurt. I think he has like plantar fasciitis or something that that can't be feel good after a short week. And he's got Keenan Allen, who's injury prone. He's going to go have to find a defense. He's going to have to go find a tight end. He also has tight end on by Zach Ertz. But this is like we you had talked about the stat where Cole has the most points scored from his drafted team. He's been mm-hmm. able to rely on these guys and this defense and his tight end all year long. It's the first time Cole's going to have to try to scrounge the waiver wire. So now we're going to see is Cole. You know, does he just does he just have a plan to draft and hold on to those guys, or is he actually savvy enough to make a couple of key moves here to win? I think it's going to be Grady. I think Grady's going to get off the Schneid, and I think it's going to it's going to crush Cole's spirit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, let's see it's, how he can handle the waiver wire. Really good point about the waiver wire. It's it's to this point, it's clear that Cole knows how to drop players, but he doesn't know how to pick them up. Um, so we'll <laughs> see what happens. But that's an upset pick. I like it. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. Stags, Stud Muffins um, versus the Boldest Nez. <clears throat> I'll go just right off the bat. Um, Stager's team just looks dominant this week. Um, I don't know what defense he's going to have, but um, and, and you know what? He does need a you know he does need a quarterback. Um, who's he have here? Oh, he doesn't have a quarterback. Wow. Well, what are you going to do, Stag? Let's see what you do, man. Um, despite that, um, I still like his team. His skill guys are just too good. Yeah, getting rid of uh, Tom Brady a little early might uh, having to get Hooper back might have cost him a little more than he thought. Yeah, well, so who are you gonna go? Who are you gonna go with? I'm going with. Uh, uh, I'm going with Stager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great reaction. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go with Stagger. Actually, Stagger's proven that he's been able to make some moves when he needs to make them off the waiver wire. And Art's team's just garbage. After Art sealed, Art Art sealed his fate after making that trade. It's just so garbage. Well, you know I mean, what? what? What do you do now, Art? Do you start? You got Sony Michelle on by. So are you starting Latavius Murray when he's Kamara's backup? Are you starting Frank Gore? What are you going to do? You starting Juju against the Rams and Jalen Ramsey? You know the more. Oh, I how about New England? Oh like no, you traded for him. Now they're on a buy. So yeah, it's Mark. You know, I'm going to switch my pick. I'm going to go with Arthur. Once he gets Julio, Devonta Freeman, and Murray in there, his team's going to look a lot different. Okay. That's a good pick, right. man. Go, Art. You're going against the grain. Um, all right, let's move into – I'm going to go ahead and call it the matchup of the week. Um, this, you know, this could essentially tell the biggest story coming next week. Walker could be at 6-4 and four if he wins. Connor would be at seven and three. I, I, it's difficult here. I'm looking at Walker's team. He has a couple crucial buys um, that I don't love. Yeah, and, I'm kind of thin this week. And he has, mind you, he has Cooper Cup and Mahomes to slot in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Walker. I want you to win, but I think Connor's going to win here. Is is Mahomes coming back this week? Yeah. I, he I'm might gonna s- surprise everybody and go with Connor too. <laughs> Dave, did you pick Connor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Walker, you got Connor? 
I got Connor. Yeah, I like I like the way his matchups look, but uh, I feel my matchups are pretty garbage right now, and I might need to find a receiver. Yeah, uh, Ty is out. I know you haven't been there just because you're hoping that somehow just putting him into your lineup makes him heal faster, and he's gonna yeah, play. Yeah, this is definitely he's a not week I circled when I got him to <laughs> Miami. Yeah, yeah, he's not playing. If you I got... leave him in my lineup, he'll play. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to cut somebody to get a wide receiver in there. That's no problem. Eric Ebron, I'm... he's dead to me. He should. I think... He's been dead, and you're st- he's still on your team. I had to. It'll be interesting is if Connor actually rides out Kyler Murray because of that Tampa Bay fantasy gold matchup, which I think it's going to be. I think he might do that. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it actually might be closer than you think, Walk. And they, they actually have the projections pretty close, even once. Actually, I don't know, because he doesn't have Cooper Cup in. I think uh, I want you to lose Walker so I can climb up the standing, so I'm going to go with Connor. <laughs> Excellent. Clean sweep. Clean yeah. sweep. Um, all right, we're going to move into our next matchup. Um, and this one is – Hushman's only lock it up versus the coldest Doff. Um, the coldest Doff is, <laughs> I mean, it, you look at his roster and it's almost, uh, and I also noticed this, this little thing where he picked up Randall Cobb on Monday morning before that, before that uh, Monday night game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to add on to the W. Well, I mean, he didn't have, he didn't have, a, I, mean, I assume he started him, right? yesterday <laughs> so he didn't have a receiver until monday morning oh, um, times is rough i look at that team and i think um how do you expect this team to win especially with drew um you know he's got the issue with con connor is he gonna play is he not probably not um Fournette's sitting but he still has josh jacobs singletary aj green we'll see um they say he's gonna be limited in his touches or his routes or whatever his time on the field um, I, I just don't see how, even though it's not Andrews on full strength, he's going to, unless Russell Wilson kills San Francisco and McCaffrey scores a 50, uh, how do you not like Drew? Yeah, I like Drew too, but uh, Robert's team still has a pretty high projection for having two guys projected to do zero. But yeah, it's true. He does, but we it's almost like he doesn't even need to start a wide receiver or both. He doesn't even need to start two of his wide receiver spots because McCaffrey and Wilson are so good. <laughs> like, it doesn't even matter. Uh, he's what, but, the only guy that could take that risk. Yeah, that is interesting that he's projected. I'm trying to figure out how he's projected to score 91 when he's got a zero. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't add, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. It's because McCaffrey is projected to score 21.88. Like, who projects that? More than for running back? Wilson. Yeah, more than their quarterback. That is fucking insane. <laughs> Um, I do think, though, like, my team is finally getting healthy. I think Devontae Adams was just kind of getting tuned up for this week. I'm really hoping James got – did you see that I have four guys on bye yeah, this week? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good – I think it's kind of a good week to just to meet Bob. Um, but I'm taking myself. Walk, who are you taking? I got you. I got, I got All right. you. All right, our last matchup, uh, let's finish it off with – Degenerate Dave's Degenerates versus Genius Genius Tendency. Oh, I think this is the matchup of the week. Oh <laughs> just man, for, just for purposes of shit talking. Uh, it's it's t- look Lions is 
projected to tie or beat me by three without three spots filled in his lineup. <laughs> um, who knows and, if he'll actually fill him in? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, who knows if he's even still, you know, in this country. Um, I, look, my team, if you look at my team, it's just a bunch of slop. Um, there, there's a chance that these guys can get hot. Like Aaron, Aaron Jones. I need David Johnson back if, I, if, if I'm going to do anything. So I don't know what he's going to do this weekend. If, he's, if he is playing, I like my chances. If Thielen's playing, obviously I like my chances. But as it stands now, I'd pick Matt. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Matt too. Once he fills in those slots, uh, I think he's a little more dangerous than you this week. This year just still nursing the injuries. And then the Julian Edelman buy hurts too. Yeah. Oh, God, you need Edelman to play this week. With Thielen, prop Thielen's. I, don't, I, I just looked at his thing. I don't think he's playing. Shit. But Tyler Boyd's coming back. Ooh, also, Ryan Finley. So is AJ Green. <laughs> yeah. Finley alert. Man, you're invested in those Bengals. You're turned into arts team of old. You got a what? lot of losers. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I know. Well, hey, my my all my guys are gonna be playing at the end. I don't have to worry about people getting sat. That's for sure. Um, Dave, what happened to your team, man? I, I mean, it's the same guys. They just look worse. Depending on what the week, they look yeah, terrible. Right? Yeah, <laughs> when there's big numbers next to them, they look a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, David Johnson happened, man. I mean, I, at uh, one point I had Aaron Thielen, Jones. Thielen, I guess, yeah. I had Aaron J- Jones, David Johnson, <laughs> Thielen, Edelman, Josh Allen. That team can win. And Kittle. That's not a bad team. But no. right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I can pull off some magic. I, you know, we'll see if I get the kicker I want tomorrow. So Diggs has quietly <clears throat> ran up the stat list too last few weeks. Man, yeah. you got some tough matchups too in terms of the defenses you're playing. You Pittsburgh's can... defense is really good. Robert Wood, the Rams are playing Pittsburgh. You got Mixon against Baltimore. Gallup versus Minnesota. But Gallup's a second receiver, so he should. Uh, Xavier Rhodes will be on. Um, I don't know. I'm try- I-, I can rationalize any of these, but the, the fact <laughs> is, the, what I'm hoping, what I'm really hoping for, though, like I really want to pick you, Dave, because I really want Mike Williams to drop like a 25 lines <laughs> for dropping him. Oh, because you're be gonna there. have to start him. Uh, that, of course you will. Enough. You got nobody. You have nobody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't he drop Curtis Samuel too? Are those yeah, both guys? Yeah. Oh God. All right, Dave. I'm picking you because yeah, I'm pulling for the fantasy the, justice right here. Yep, I'm pulling for Samuel and Williams to just have a huge day against Lions. I'm super interested to see what Lions does because he has Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Howard and his kicker on by. And he has three defenses who you think he'd cut, or he'd cut two of his defenses to fill some of the slots. And then he has an open bench spot. <laughs> but for some reason, I feel like Calvin Ridley's on the chopping block. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> he's gonna hold on to those defenses. He only takes guys that want that want to be here. You know, he's, if you don't want to be there, All right. get out of here. I'm All picking right, Dave. The only clean clean sweep we had was Connor over Walker. Walk. Sorry, but that's that's the only clean sweep we had. Uh, it was my decision. <laughs> All right, boys. That's it. We finished up. Um, we will we will do our best to meet sooner next time. Um, let's see what happens this week. But uh, thank you, thank you to both Drew. Thanks for producing, despite being sick. You're a warrior, um, Walker. 
as always, um, no raping tonight. Please um, keep your hands to yourself. Everybody lock your doors. Hide your kids. Hide your Hide wife. wife. <laughs> Buckle up those pants real tight. Hide All your right, first guys. pick. See ya. <laughs> <All right. laughs>